Welcome to Blank Meets Blank, where ideas are easy and writing is cheap. Every episode, we make up a new TV show based on two random hat drawings. And of course, you know us very well by now. I'm famous producer Jacob Burrows, here with my famous co-creator and co-producer Jim Scampoli. But at this point, I think it's clear we don't need another smash hit with our wildly successful sitcom, Founding Fathers. We're basically just doing this to chill out at this point, like we need a creative outlet from our creative outlet. Ah, oh, it's so stressful being rich. Am I right, Jim? Well, I mean, Founding Fathers is an extremely successful huge hit show but you didn't he- you didn't yeah. hear did you talk you didn't hear from our manager what we have one yeah, of those there's there a loophole in the contract uh, we don't get any royalties or have any ownership of that show the studio took it away from us they took our show bible uh, we don't get anything what? from that we're back to square one my dude I, I i knew we should have read the contract before we signed it this is we keep doing this what is wrong with us oh my god it's called show business we're very good at the show not so good at the business yeah shows what we know am yeah, i right exactly. well let's it luckily writing is so goddamn easy yep. that we're just gonna make up another television show pull it straight out of our asses or more specifically out of two hats jim you've got the hollywood hat do you want to make, right. make a little pull for us i got the hollywood hat right here let's see because this is as easy as it is uh, you know a big show like that that's already like sold into syndication and all kinds of streaming rights making people's millions already won golden mm. globes founding fathers of yeah. course i'm referring to doesn't matter no sweat <laughs> off our backs we can just make a new one right yeah, yeah, for sure. Love this. Uh, Love this see. is. Let's see. Okay, I got one now. And should I wait for you to pull no, one? No, I just I want to hear. I want to know what we're working with. Oh yes, we got. And I And again, I guess these Hollywood ones. I never know what kind of uh, knowledge you're gonna have on it, uh, <laughs> sure. especially when they're near to dear, near and dear to my heart. Uh, mm. Growing up. I pulled Saved by the Bell, my dudes. Saved Ooh. by the Bell. Oh, this nice. is great. Okay. This is perfect. Right. Well, it's perfect for you, Jim, because yeah. uh, you watched it. Uh, let's draw something else. Just to complicate matters a bit, we're going to make another drawing right here. Let's see. And it is Crunchyroll. So I think I'm on the other side here. So you That's good. Yeah, perfect. I don't know anything about Crunchyroll. So, so we'll each pull something from it. Crunchyroll is an anime streaming service. This is going to be great. Why is that on the list? That's <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who put that on yeah. there. This is Godfather uh, it... meets Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, uh, Jim, tell us about how, how Saved by the Bell makes you oh, feel. This is great. Saved by the Bell. Oh, my God. Now, I know a lot of people, I mean, I'm, a, I'm preaching to the converted because I'm almost positive everyone out there listening knows exactly what I'm talking about with Saved by the Bell, not these Irish Swedes uh, from sure. your neck of the woods. But uh, hey, yeah. you can't help where you were born. You can't help where you grew up. But Saved by the Bell, uh, it was a Saturday morning show. I mean, typically it would be cartoons, but then you would know that it was getting into the afternoon because then all of a sudden live action shows started playing like Saved by the Bell. So when you're a young kid, this is what your view of high school is. It's a high school sitcom. Mm. We got Zach Morris, of course. We got Screech Powers. We got A.C. Slater. We got Lisa Turtle. We got uh, Jesse... Why am I... uh, We got Kelly Kapowski. What's Jesse Spano. Yeah, all off the dome. Naming the the crew. That's the crew. You got three dudes, three chicks. They, They... I mean, we don't even need to get into the... Uh, teaching Mrs. Bliss like roots. The show started off to be about a teacher in middle school in in the Midwest. Huh. The, the, 
<laughs> now, I'm, maybe I'm breaking the facade here that I'm, you know, an ignorant Swedish fuck. Uh, but I have seen some of Saved by the Bell. I've not seen a, a lot of it. I'm not like, uh, uh, you know, you're you're not exactly preaching to the choir, but I yeah. have seen bits of it. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm not completely, like, I know he turns to the camera sometimes, right, and talks a bit. And, sometimes. Uh, you know, or he'll go, turtles in it. He'll go, yeah. time out, and then everyone freezes around him, and he'll start talking to, the, like, hey, so here's what Kelly is going to do, but here's what I'm going to do. But no, yes, it started, it was a show called like Teaching Mrs. Bliss or something, Good Morning Mrs. Bliss maybe, and it took place in the Midwest, Uh, and Zach Morris and Screech were on it, but I think that's it. Oh no, Lisa Turtle I think was as well. And it was supposed to be more about the teacher, and then Mm -hmm. they were like, all right, screw this. Uh, I think it was the lady from the original Freaky Friday was Mrs. Bliss. Uh, Okay. Then they just changed it. They were all sud- suddenly in Southern California and uh, <laughs> had a whole new cast of characters. Mr. Belding came along for the ride. Uh, right. But these are the broad strokes. Yeah, I started trying to watch it, but I didn't know kind of where to start, probably because of what you're describing now. This would have been useful to know. I think I watched what is kind of the first episode of Saved by the Bell, not with Miss Bliss, with like the proper cast and everything. So I have yep. seen that. They're trying to save like a diner that's going out of business and they have a radio show or something i don't know Jim. the max probably the max yeah. uh yeah, it is the max yeah i mean getting getting to the broad strokes though it's it's a light it's very light sitcom um you know it's not it's it's about teenagers but it's typically not aimed at teenagers you know because it's not yeah. like uh uh, like a melodrama, like a Dawson's Creek or a Vampire Diaries or whatever the people watch now, Beverly Hills 90210 <laughs> or something, where sure. those those shows try to get a little darker. This is a light sitcom-y after-school special type show where it's, yeah. yeah, it's either a whimsical adventure or maybe you'll learn a lesson about drugs or, you know, whatever, or taking responsibility yeah, yep. for your actions. Well, I know enough to say that uh, combining this with Crunchyroll, I am so excited and I am so scared uh, because uh, Crunchyroll, well, actually, I'm not. I'm actually mostly excited because Crunchyroll is an anime streaming service. And I think everything you just described is so anime. Like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Right? Even not being an avid anime watcher, like. Now that you're framing it this way, uh, from what yeah. uh, my my outsider understanding of anime, that is anime, isn't it? It is anime. Like, uh, it's like ninety percent of anime will be in like a high school setting, whether it's for kids, adults, anything in between. I mean, there's usually uh, maybe some. F- fantastical elements thrown in there but we we don't have to go that way there's actually quite a few good slice of life type things night we did obviously draw crunchyroll and not anime but i would suggest that we we view crunchyroll as an amalgam of everything that is anime because it is all anime put together well not all the thing i'm saying is they pull everything in there so we can pull everything from there as well all the anime tropes man we just put it all in and a lot of it is already jiving i feel yeah yeah i think you're right um now, I mean, I guess you have your, was Saved by the Bell, you have your quintessential leading man with Zach Morris, but then A.C. Slater's no slouch himself. It's not like, it's not the typical bully, like, I don't know, you'd think since A.C. Slater's more of a jock and uh, Zach Morris is a preppy, which he calls him sometimes, he calls him preppy, that they'd be mm-hmm. more antagonistic, and sometimes they are if the plot calls for it, or other times they're the best of friends. Uh, mm-hmm. So you got... You're preppy, you got your jock, 
You got your nerd, of course, your nerdy weirdo with Screech Powers. Um, you have Lisa Turtle, which is kind of the vapid, uh, rich, like, you know, I, I got the latest fashion and uh, not, but not, I guess, again, not really a bully. It's not like she picks on other people. She just likes fashion and is rich. But then sometimes yep. she's got a deeper understanding of things. And then Jesse Spano, of course, is the more feminist uh, political activist version of it. Like she's a vegetarian, but she's still attracted to A.C. Slater, who she calls a pig all the time because mm-hmm. he's such a male chauvinist. But they got that attraction. And then uh, Kelly Kapowski is just the girl next door. So this is all working for anime for you or what? <laughs> what do we? Yeah, absolutely. What's the, like, what's the consensus? These, these, <laughs> these different school stereotypes, like it's uh, it's all gold. Like we could call it a day right now and just go into a meeting room and go Saved by the Bell, the anime, and yeah. that would be it. Yep. Uh, but we got we to gotta polish this a little bit probably, I guess, or maybe twist it a little bit because I am very tempted to just make Saved by the Bell, the anime at this point, just based on everything you're saying. Um, so let's think about what else we can pull in there because it's obviously going to be a a high school story it's obviously going to have a cast of characters uh that you're going to grow to love they're going to be different types of stereotypes of what you see in a school now it is an anime agreed right the format we gotta yeah yeah unfortunately yeah yeah. that'd be an anime yes yes (laughs) so with all of that in mind i mean crunchyroll is is a wide uh plethora of tropes and and shows and things so in order to actually change some of what you're describing from saved by the bell I'm wondering, do we introduce something supernatural or just keep it as a high school comedy? Because if it's just a high school comedy, then we're going to work on mostly fleshing out these characters and making it a fun cast. We can do that anyway, of course. But are we also going to have like portals to demon dimensions or what are you thinking? I don't know if this is too on the nose. I don't know if I'm just being lazy here, but I'm kind of sticking with this Saved by the Bell, the anime, but we're going to spruce it up like... I feel like there is a bell that is a teacher. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like, right? But no, okay, here's what it is. It's like, yes, there's a bell. Like, they're, they're in this high school, and it has, like, this clock tower, and there's a bell. But then as you start to find out is that there was this, you know, uh, old wise teacher that was cursed, and, you know... <laughs> like uh banished to the bell or what have you yeah yeah yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, i'm with you and Old wise teacher. i feel like our you know ragtag group of group of uh teens you know they're going to this high school and everything kind of see everyone everything seems normal but of course that's all on the surface uh yeah. there, there's kind of hints at some sort of macabre going on where the teachers are kind of controlling the students a bit more or because uh, it's all with something like this. I feel like you need to focus on the adult teenager dynamic because I think that appeals to whether it be teenagers or even adults that uh, yeah. are like, ah, authority, man. Um, and then I guess they somehow stumble upon this, you know, ancient, not really ancient, but this this mythology or even this, you know, there's this rumor about the school, like, ooh, the be- the the bell's haunted or something like that. But then they, they stumble a, it, upon it and they could free yeah. this old wise teacher who ends up having to, like, be a part of the school, but also, like, save 
the school, if you will. Sure. I, am I going well, too far? I could be talking nonsense right no. now. No, but no, again, no, 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 no. There's no bad ideas. We're throwing things. See what sticks. Jim, there's no bad ideas. Uh, you know, I'm usually the one who's like, Jim, call me crazy. But and then I go out on the limb. Like, I appreciate you dr- taking it this far uh, because I love it. Uh, we obviously have an old cursed bell okay. um, now. And and I, I it's. You're pulling it a lot towards the uh, supernatural, the sort of bit of a mystique feeling to it. You know, I don't think that's as much in Saved by the Bell that, like, your teacher might murder you, which I feel we might be putting into this, right? I mean, if they're saved in the school, it kind of feels a little Buffy-ish. But but maybe it's not all that. Maybe it's not like teacher might murder you, but it's kind of like, doesn't anime like to um, exaggerate, like, mundane? Uh, Yeah. Isn't it more like, you know, the teachers want to give us, although I was going to say a dress code, but anime loves dress codes. They love having <laughs> uniforms and shit. But I mean, yeah, something, sm- something more small scale like that, where it's more about the big injustices that a that a, an adult can put upon the children. And you know what? Right. I, I'm leaving learning right now. I never even put it together. Mr. Belding, the teacher on Saved by the Bell. Holy shit. Yeah. Bell ding. You didn't pick up on that one. And it's also yeah. a bell ding. I fucking never even thought about this before until just now, and my mind is blown. Wow. Yeah. No. That that bell can't be unrung now that you've realized it. Oh wow. Uh. Yes. Yeah, so it's interesting that it's going to be maybe potentially about like arguing over whether the school has a dress code or if their favorite soda pop place is going to close down. Yeah. But their teacher is also a cursed bell teacher. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I'm wondering then another, well, other anime stuff would be, you know, uh, like you mentioned, mythological type things, maybe they, because they, they very much like their type, uh, Power Rangers type feel that different characters have different connections with different things, like maybe our different characters who are school stereotypes are also connected to something different supernatural, whether it's a an element that they can learn to control, or if there's an old family spirit from each of their families that they, or maybe each of them has a magic bell. They all find they have, uh, you know, when they ring their magic bell, they there's some transformation, or they travel into another world. These are all very anime things. Yeah, that's right. We could go that route too, because I was even gonna say. Um... Maybe it's not a teacher, but just another student that is like that they release from the bell. But he he is more of like a like a hero or she uh, kind of hero of the group. But yeah, or it could just be more like, yeah, like a Captain Planet Power Rangers type thing when they each have their own bell. But then they'd have to all diff- make different dings, too. But then again, yeah, that's that's kind of marketing stuff, because then people cosplay like, you know, I have the. My bell looks like a, an old-timey watch, and, you know, this bell looks like a castle or something. I mean, the bells might transform into swords, because most yeah. things will do that yeah. in anime. If you give it half a chance, it will transform into a sword, whether it's a person or a golem or who cares. But, yeah, I like that. I like maybe these, uh, like, it's a disparate group of school students that wouldn't usually get along, but something happens, and they're forced together into, the like, this old part of the school. Maybe there is a clock tower, but Back to the Future style, it hasn't rung for 100 years. There's a student who was imprisoned then, for he was fighting the forces of darkness, and, you know, he had to make a sacrifice and now the bell is ringing which uh due to the kids somehow and that means that 
dark things will be coming, and this kid who's from a hundred years ago uh, has to, like, learn to adapt to modern society. Maybe he's the cool dude, he's the dark brooding guy, uh, or, or he's, like, the, the virtuous hero, and maybe the present-day guy who's a rival to him would be the, the sort of dark brooding guy who's like, oh, why is everyone liking this hero? Mm. I think there's some dynamics to be explored there. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. Cause, and, and, of course, the fish-out-of-water stuff you get to play around with. Because also... Anime is known for their like weird humor, right? In kind of extreme yeah. situations, uh, yes, they'll throw in are. like a weird joke. <laughs> yeah, sorry to cut you off. I was just yeah. gonna say that we are drawing it more towards like supernatural stuff, but there is like a whole genre of high school comedy that is just comedy, like, and and we can put a lot of that in this, even if we're going the other way. Yeah. So I guess yeah, maybe we'll go the student route rather than a teacher. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Um, and, and, the only thing I'm wondering is, what are they, you know, fighting? What's uh, what's the actual threat here? Well, no, that's kind of that's the thing. They're fighting authority. They're fighting the adults. Mm, They're fighting okay. the. It's like, and it's the whole thing of like, and you know what? It, what's even better? Um, like it could even be somehow tied into how like this hero figure went into the bell maybe by choice because he didn't want to be an adult. It's because it's like when you become an adult. That's when you like become lame. <laughs> <laughs> yes, when you become an adult, you can no longer see these dark spirits yeah. that you can see as a child. And uh, I think maybe adults, like, yeah, they're fighting authority in that, but we want to heighten the drama, so they're like the the teachers or adults could become possessed somehow, and that's why they're acting bad, and they have but, to drive them out by ringing these holy bells. But I think what's important, though, I think we stress like. Maybe if even if these teachers become possessed, it's not it's it's got to be small time. It's like there's an episode about how the bus driver always tries to leave early and then you miss your bus. You know what I mean? And he's always like, right. but it's like a crazy anime where like the bus is like, Wah! like he's making faces and it's like fucking all kinds of shit going on behind him, like stripes and energy. But he's like zipping away from the bus stop like few minutes like just early enough where you see them and then they kind of have to do something with their bells uh they save them and now it's like oh ah, happy time bus come on in like that type of shit <laughs> okay so what you're saying is don't make it too exciting uh we want to keep it light well no uh, you're making it exciting but it's around the most dumbest <laughs> bullshit <okay>. ever <laughs> Okay, but then I almost feel like maybe they don't have magic bells that make them transform because okay. if you, if we're like if we're exaggerating normal things like we're literally exaggerating it, then maybe it should be more mundane. Yeah. Or, or if we're going supernatural, then well, I don't know. I don't know. Anime is weird. We that sounds like magic realism to me. You know, where you have some of those aspects, but it doesn't actually impact the story that much. Well, and it could, but because it could get to the point where like. You know, you could still have a, like a sword fight, but it's on like the top of the school bus to save, like to kind of to okay. save the bus driver. And then once you save him, like, all right, now the bus is on time. We don't miss the bus anymore. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> as long as we can have sword fights, Jim, that's all I ask. Um, or like the same well, thing the with like, you know, it'll be uh, the lunch lady. It's like, oh, it's pizza day, but she's making hamburgers. And then on like hamburger day, she's making pizza. And <laughs> well, or maybe we should make it like on pizza day, they're making the most boring 
tofu dish ever yes, and then on hamburger yeah. day they're also making the most boring tofu dish ever and all the students are becoming very upset and, and tired because they're not getting their american food which yes. they need to survive yeah. i don't know if they have pizza day and hamburger day but you know, yeah yeah does it take, know, or ma- they're not getting sushi or whatever okay here's here's the thing though it's it's an anime uh, but it takes place in southern california Absolutely. so it's like their stereotype of what the um, what the u.s is is all over this you know so it's to a Swedish guy and an American guy writing a Japanese uh, anime about what misunderstanding what life is like in California yes. makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, I mean, because it is like, I mean, it's not always that small scale, kind of similar to Saved by the Bell. Like they had an episode. I mean, this is real. They had an episode where uh, they found they struck oil on the school grounds and uh yeah i'm I'm familiar yeah i've heard of this (laughs) so then they like learn like they start like an oil company comes in and wants to you know uh, mine that oil and kind of give a lot of money to the school so the school's gonna have all this like new stuff but then they show like the model for it it's because the big oil rig on campus and then also like Mm -hmm. some of the ducks or whatever get like doused in oil and they're like we're not gonna do this so be kind of stuff like that you know what i mean like that's like a perfect example of the type of storylines yeah. we want. And they sword fight the oil rig guy, yeah. of course. Yeah, they can um, sword fight him. Aesthetically, this makes sense to me. All of this makes sense because Saved by the Bell is a very specific period of time, very specific look to it. Uh, it's the 90s, right? I mean, early 90s. That's kind of where we are. Yeah. Um, so, like, if you look at, say... Sailor Moon animes from around like 80s anime and 90s anime there's such a specific feel that it jives so well with what this is and I want us to do this show in that style as well whether or not the show takes place in present day or not we have like a nice pastel 90s look to the animation yeah yeah that makes complete sense I I like it well I guess all right well let's flesh out then so would it be that some of these adults sometimes get possessed or they're all possessed and it's kind of like they slowly are helping one by one and that's each episode. That's a very anime type thing, I feel. So I I think that's probably it. And there's probably like some specific thing where they have to manage something to drive the demon out. They have to figure out what the demon wants or something and and try to, you know, get it out of the body. And then at the end, you always get... a physical fight as well and then they do one stock animation thing that where they all do a dance and it makes the demon go away like and they ring a bell um i don't know if it's a big bell or a small bell or if they all have different bells but we'll figure that out yeah um and i like what you're saying as well because this magic realism thing like look at for example steven universe first few episodes it's like about making breakfast and like the action is very small over time it builds and there's a story and there's a main antagonist thing going on so we can always build over time because there's gonna be 800 episodes oh definitely Um, so let's uh get a bit more into these characters just to have an idea of what we're doing here i mean we have one person who was stored in a bell for 100 years are we agreed on this yeah we're agreed Good. It's okay, basically, so. I, and I think it kind of has to be our our Zach Morris type character, right? So that's the main guy. Yeah. Or should he not be the main guy? No, I guess he kind of has to be the main guy, right? Well, I think he. I think we start with an ordinary person who then comes so into. That's our con- Screech. Uh, Jim, you have to. <laughs> okay, Screech is not, like a not cool guy, right? I mean, yes. that's the. Uh, but I feel like the the nerdy guy is the one that figures out that initially is going to... You always need a nerd to figure out the mythology. Yes. No, agreed. But what I'm thinking is 
uh, Zach Morris. That's we start with him, like his ordinary troubles. He's got a crush on a girl or whatever, and then they end up uh, uh, ringing this bell, unleashing this uh, boy from a hundred years ago. That's Slater. That's the cool okay. guy coming out, All and right. the girl gets a crush on Slater, and he's like, "Oh no, no!" There's this whole dynamic, uh, you know, a, a love triangle, or if we have six characters, it obviously gets uh, to be an even more interesting shape. But uh, that's what I'm thinking. We want a, a cool brooding guy to come out of the the bell. I mean, I guess that could also explain why he's not su- such a feminist dude, why he's a male chauvinist if he's from 100 years ago. He thinks yeah, women are swine absolutely. and <laughs> play things, but it's also like so kind of hunky that he does that. So we have a, a Zach Morris type guy. Now, Zach Morris, what characteristics does he have? He was like preppy, you said, so kind of the standard guy. Well, yeah, I mean, Zach Morris, he's preppy, but that's, but he's also, he's great at schemes. Like, that's his, one of his main things. There's even, there's a consistent thing that happens when they have to, because a lot of times his schemes will blow up in his face, even though he's really good at them. And then sometimes, like, Kelly will have to get revenge and she'll be like, you don't date someone like Zach Morris and then I'll pick up a thing or two. I got a plan, you know? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Sure. Okay, cool. Um, so let's anyway go with him being like the standard ordinary type guy. I, I like do these kids all get superpowers or are they just solving it with their wits? Like that's a good question. I feel like um, I feel like it mostly comes down to their wits, but it, you know we're yeah. playing off of like similar to Power Rangers or Voltron or something where like they're the most powerful when they're together. Like that's always got to be a theme, right? When the group's together, that's where they're all the power because they all complement each other so well. Absolutely. And we do like want it to be a a cast of characters. We'll need to come up with some names for them, but uh, like diverse, like the Breakfast Club, like they all represent one different subcategory of kids. So obviously nerd like you said screech we have a nerd character and uh we may need to readjust our uh gender biases here and and try to flip some of these genders around to make it interesting but either way we have a nerd we have a preppy guy or main guy and we have slater or who's bellboy in my notes actually yeah i mean if we have main guy and bellboy one of them has to be female yeah it makes sense i feel like bellboy's gotta be bellboy I mean, call me uh, call me biased and a pig, but that gives them a different type of dynamic, uh, obviously, because yeah. then he, they're they're part of the love triangle in a different way. Again, call me a pig, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, we can go with that. So, bellboy. Then our main character or starting character is a girl. Then, or do we want to keep? I mean, we say by the bell, it was three guys and three girls. I think we need to yep. stick with that. But I guess yeah, it depends on how we want to keep our uh, co leads here. Yeah, you're right. I mean, hmm. so we'll we'll have characters to go around as uh, either way, like plenty of characters yeah. of uh, either gender. Maybe our main character, or starting character, our Zach Morris is a guy because I kind of do like. Look, everyone's going to be slashing them together anyway. Like in the fanfics, it's going to be yeah. main character and bellboy, and it's going to be hotter if it's two dudes. That's so, true. Like maybe maybe that's the way we do it because we can still have the same character we were imagining for that as a girl because there's a girl version like because we have a loads of characters to handle in this yeah, one because i mean we have our kelly kapowski which is the girl next door which is basically like the girl zach morris because right. i'm sticking to this three and three i'm going yep. the whole gamut gamut so we got zach <laughs> our main standard guy he's got a crush on someone 
and this crew, they all end up in a place where the bell rings and the cool guy comes out. The guy that Zach has a crush on, or girl that Zach has a crush on, has a cool crush on the bell guy. Yes. This is important to me. Yes. <laughs> no, it is. It's important. There's a love triangle. Love triangle is important for any TV show. Exactly. So that's three characters. Then we have three more characters, a nerd, a rich, vapid girl, and another character who I don't know what our name is. I mean, I'm just going by Save by the Bell again. If we have our yeah. activist, we have our strong, independent woman. Okay, well, they're all strong, independent women, but what does yes. that mean in this context? It just means that she's kind of really annoying about it, like she's always talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> is the nerd a guy, or is the nerd a girl, the rich, vapid girl? Is that a rich, vapid boy? Like, what are we thinking here? I think we're thinking too much. I think we just need to keep it as is. I don't think we mess yeah, with right. uh, greatness here. Okay, no, this makes sense. So we have an yeah. activist girl, r- girl next door, rich, vapid girl, and then the three guys... The the main character, the supernatural bellboy, yeah. and a simple nerd. <laughs> and I think the, well, I think the important thing that kind of differentiate as far as our three female characters, how one is more specifically a strong female character is she, since she uh, is very um, outwardly about it, it helps the other female characters because it helps them see the power inside them that they may not know is there. Like, so she's Excellent. more of an inspirational character to her and other female characters out there. And actually, uh, because one of the common things, um, you know, uh, women don't always uh, have the confidence to speak up because of the patriarchal society. So we do need a character that's always speaking about it, always kind of setting an example and uh, kind of opening the hero that's within. Oh. Beautiful. Yeah. And perhaps we can get a transformation sequence in there as well to represent yeah. that transformation. Very true. Um, so uh, Pilot opens with our main guy starting at a new school or because that, you know, that, that's always the thing. Maybe first day of high school. Uh, so, I mean, we well, let's let's try to name them then. Are we going to I mean, I guess we can change the names. I'll allow that. Uh, OK. <laughs> yeah. So what are you calling Zach? <laughs> Let me think. Now, are we going to go with like anime names here well if it's in southern like they, they would be like john kun and similar like okay. it would be american names but with That's like what, yeah, japanese stuff yeah i need to look to you to see on what they would do with uh, uh on this end here sure no problem but we we want to start with like standard names so it would be like zaxon or similar like yeah, you know <laughs> that's what it would be we're gonna do that then we're gonna use zaxon for that okay I mean, we won't go Screech. Uh, Screech. Well, what, what his, name, his name is Samuel. Samuel Screech Powers. Um, so, but for okay. the nerd. Uh, but wait, how close are we go- going here? Because we don't. We do want to avoid another lawsuit taking this out of our hands. You know, so we could have Slaterukun, but I don't know if we should. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're not going to go that. Uh, I'm trying to think like of a dumb fucking, uh, uh, you know, kind of stand-in for it. <laughs> I don't know, squeal. <laughs> squeal. Well, whatever it is, no, his, you know name what? Is gonna... his name's going to be Howler. Howler Senpai. What's yeah. Howler? It's just okay. like howling. Is it a screeching? You know what I mean? Uh... <laughs> it's not too deep. Howler Senpai. Uh, Slateru-kun. Except it's not, uh, we want something different than Slater, so... Yeah, uh, where will we go there? Um... It's got to be a pun with a bell, right? I mean... What are we? Oh, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Gong? <laughs> Chime? Ooh. Chime-san? Chime-kun. Chime-kun. Let's do it. Yeah. 
We have Howler Senpai. Howler kind of sounds sounds cool though. It sounds like a cool guy name. But cool. maybe that maybe we can make a joke about that. How he sounds like he would be like a cool werewolf, but he's just like a, a nerd. Well, yeah, maybe it's because he cries all the time. <laughs> yes, he is known for crying. Like he's gonna be even starting this new school. Everyone still remembers how he used to cry in middle school. Well, because and then even with when since Zach San's new uh, to the school. They could be like, watch out for Howler. And then he'll be like, Howler. <laughs> and you could have like a big shadow like coming down the hall. But then you see it's just like a little nerd. And then everyone exactly. laughs at Zach about it too. Yes. And then he becomes like, they're saying watch out for Howler. And they mean it because Howler will try to make friends with him. And he does. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's super annoying. But then, of course, he has like, they get along eventually. But, you know, you got to start out like that. That's our three guys. Uh, nice. What about our three girls? Let's see. I mean, we could go Kamiko. Is, is that Turtle? Uh, I was just thinking of a name for Kelly. I was just looking for names that were K. Okay, again, I'm on Google Translate, so I'm just going to see what is Turtle. In that's a good Japanese. call. It's in Kame, so that's another name with K, though. Let's use it. Let's let's use it. No, well, no, because Kamiko is just for Kelly Kapowski. Yeah, but we don't want names starting with the same letters. It's just oh, to help people keep track. Yes, I see what you're saying. Okay. Just Frog. Just Frog. Instead of turtle, yeah, that'll work. Okay, it says Lisa Frog, <laughs> son, son, frog's chan. Yeah, and I guess Jessie. That's Jessie in Japanese. Jessie, uh, what's her surname? Supano. Supado. Yeah, it's, uh, Jess Jessie Supano. How, how do you spell that? S U P A space no, N O. <laughs> <laughs> I just did sp English to Spanish. Spano. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow it becomes Supano. Do we want to change Zaxxon just to avoid the copyright in inevitable copyright well, strike on now, this? I feel like we're working for we're pitching this to NBC Universal now. Yeah, or, we don't want them to get a cut. Like okay. we this yeah, need that's to right. we need to learn from our last yes. mistake, right? Come on, Jim. <laughs> we can't keep doing this. We got bills to pay. Alright, hold on. There's Zowl. 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 Z A O U. Great. So we do have our, our six main characters, uh, which is great. We know it's a 20 minutes anime. They're all like 20 minutes with, you know, five minutes intro, five minutes outro. So we don't need to cover that much, but we do need to figure out the pilot, I feel now, uh, because it's obviously going to start with Zao-san arriving at this school. It's the first day of high school for them, or what do you think, just to make sure that it's all new characters coming together, or what do you think? Um, or yeah, I guess that's fine. It could be the first it could be the first day. It still could. It could still be even if it's the first day of high school. Everyone else kind of grew up together, and he's just yeah. new to the area. I mean, he can be. I mean, we he could be uh, Japanese relocating to California if we want to go that route. Yes, and he's the only one who has like uh, an American name with John Sausan. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it could be whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, he's shown up there. He's going to school for the first time. This school, of course, there is a giant bell. Like, I know other things are up in the air, but there's definitely a big bell. Otherwise, what are we doing? Um, so he comes in, like you mentioned, to say, ha, watch out for Howler's uh, senpai. And he ends up, you know, eating lunch with this nerd or sitting next to this nerd in class and they get par partnered up in chemistry class he's like oh no because he's trying to make a good impression trying to fit in with the cool kids the popular crowd and he sees this girl who's super attractive tries to talk to her it's like every high school story ever right i mean that's mm -hmm. basically what we're yes, doing absolutely. and then we hit we hit you out of nowhere 
there's something that causes them to get trapped in the clock tower. I don't know what uh, it's got, but something causes them to get up there. Well, we have to have uh, we have to have set up uh, initially as well because um, when they're like lab partners or whatever with Howler Senpai, he can he can talk about the you know the the mythology or the legend of the you know the, the the bell or the clock tower or whatever and how it's like a scary thing because of course it has to the 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 rumors around school is that it's like an evil thing that it's bad uh and it's haunted or whatever um yes. and maybe it can even go um it can kind of extend from there where a lot of people do stay away from it or whatever because of all the rumors and then maybe he's like I'll go in there to try to to try to impress the girl because you know he already made a fool of himself by being a nerd, but by like not being able to speak and being awkward. Yeah, like everything, every you know, <laughs> meet cute you've ever seen in a in a movie or TV show. Right, but we want. I, I do want a specific and preferably very stupid meet cute for these two characters. Yeah. So like he's coming into this school. Let's say he st- starts outside the school, and we want to incorporate the timeout, but maybe the timeout is literally like a freeze frame. You know saves on animation budget so it's like and then we get his voice over and then it starts playing again uh so anyway it starts with him like heading in he's gonna be the cool new guy he's got all this and like ah, uh, i'm gonna make uh, no one needs to know that i was a huge nerd at my old school i will yeah. only associate with cool people and i have made a plan i've made a scheme and he like it freezes as he's about to go in and shows like him uh, scribbling on walls and trying to get together the perfect plan for how to make the best first impression and just goes in and falls over because it's an anime and they always fall over yeah all right yeah a lot of physical comedy a lot of uh <laughs> yeah. yeah a lot yeah, of yeah, falling yeah. and bumping into things it falls, but it's got to be more than that. He falls, and it causes like the whole marching band to fall or something. And and Kimiko-san is in the marching band, and he breaks her bassoon or whatever. Uh, <laughs> that seems like a thing that would happen. Okay, yeah, and and uh, maybe this wouldn't be in the pilot, but uh, within the first few episodes, one of the first like people they turn or save or what have you can be like either the principal or one of the main teachers kind of our building stand in because they have to be they'll have like somewhat of an adult go-to i know i'm jumping ahead a little bit too much but uh no it's it's just kind of as as we're as we're throwing around thoughts here um someone who has an insight into how the magic actually works and like helps him out in clearing things out but he's an adult so he doesn't have the same power as these teens unless well no because that would take away from um from uh, Chime Kun, because I was gonna say, unless like there's still a sentience to the bell, even after he he's safe from the bell, and and they still go there and like uh, speak to it, but that now that's that's uh, redundant because that that's taken away from Chime Kun, who was saved from the bell, from the bell. Uh, well, if he's saved from the bell, I, does the bell break in this episode? Like, how does he become free? Is it just through ringing it, or does I mean, it break? And clearly the bell's the source of his power and they try to uh when like the demons or whatever get word of this, one of the constant things they have to always uh save is the bell. <laughs> because <laughs> to protect the bell tower, yeah. Yeah, because it's demons and stuff. And and when they do like if if things do happen to the bell, it does hurt Shimkun and um you know that's kind of like oh no we got to go like mend the bell or we got to do this like it's always about protecting it because that's the source of his power which is also ex- an extension of their power 
So let's say uh, these demons, we'll call them demons for now, yeah. they're trying to seep into our world, but they can't do it in their demon form. They can only do it seeping into the minds of these authoritative uh, parents and teachers and things and bus drivers. So they will seep out there, but so the goal of our characters is to banish them from the person who's been you know possessed and when they're banished they'll try to go for the bell and that's when they have to fuck them up okay yeah you know what that's great because it can be these pretty low stakes things when they save the people but then it's like the real action hits once the spirits are banished because that's when they fight on the other realm and that's when it like turns into a real fight because they're fighting on like the shadow realm to save the bell Perfect. Um, so an- another detail just on the first episode there. We have Zhao San. He has his plan. I've analyzed how to be cool. I have, an, uh, I have a chance to, for a fresh start here. I'm going to get it all down perfect. And then he tries to do all of this in, in front of uh, Kimiko-san. And it doesn't work out perfectly. And then once they ring the bell and Chime-kun emerges... Which, again, I assume he just sort of comes out from under the bell like, howdy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but he's a cool dude, and so Zhao San is like, oh, 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 he has the leather jacket. He has this and that. Like, he has all the things that he has analyzed as being cool. Like, I could never compete. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a frustrating, It's it's a, but it's also an alliance there because they're friends. But yeah, there's that undercurrent because there's that frustrating love triangle. Ah, the love triangle. Is there already, like, a possession going on? I mean, they probably have to solve the first possession in the first episode, right? Yeah, yeah, because it's got to all tie together. I feel like what is the reason that this disparate group of people, because we need all of them to come together, maybe not in the clock tower, but at least in the episode, all the characters come together and sort of fight this uh, demon. And who is the demon? Is the gym teacher, like you said, principal, we have a bus driver, who else could be possessed? Uh, librarian. I think it's got to be the principal because it's like he's the head of the school and the new student kind of has some interactions with him because he's like, oh, welcome to the school, blah, blah, blah. He kind of maybe notices a little something off with him. He starts hearing murmurs about the the clock tower bell at the school and how it's like a place no one goes to because the, there's all these different, there's all different stories. It's just, you know, the game of telephone through time where everyone's built up their own mythology on on why it's why it's bad. What you uh, what you said about the principal made sense to me as well because we know we're starting with Zack San who wants or Zhao San sorry who wants to make a great first impression and we know he, I would like him to fuck something up so badly like my ridiculous uh, example was he makes the whole marching band fall over or whatever and that could cause him to get into I don't know maybe he sees this girl wants to impress her but he accidentally makes her whole marching band fall over and and she's almost f- like ca- fighting him over this and then they both end up in the principal's office and the principal's possessed he's very authoritative he's he's a bad guy at the time gives him detention uh to do something in the school so maybe all of them are in detention after school and that's how they end up in the clock tower because there's like a storm and they have to take cover or something well if they're in detention are they they're outside i don't know how detention uh. works i just know from uh, uh breakfast club because <laughs> yeah no i like all that i like all that getting in trouble having run-ins with this uh creepy dude he gives them detention to uh wash the windows of the clock tower from the outside because he's evil and wants them to die, and they almost die, and but they jump into the clock tower last second. 
or they'd get saved by this guy and the bell. You know, you know, I think it would be more something. Yes, they get detention. Uh, I don't like him trying to kill them uh, this early. Uh, sure. They, they get detention and it's like they have to wash the principal's new hot rod or whatever, or like his new car. And then even that's like, you know, what? This is ridiculous. You know, this is like forced labor. Like yeah. the animators that have to draw this, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's just tough because not having this A.C. Slater character yet, because typically the A.C. Slater character would be the one that'd be like, yo, Preppy, I dare you to go in the clock tower or whatever. Well, let's see. Who else could do that? Maybe the rich girl? We haven't even introduced Frog Chun yet. That's true. Maybe she's the principal's daughter, so she's there when they're washing the car. That's not bad. I was even thinking that or something where she pulls up in her nice car as well because she's a cheerleader. She's showing up for like cheerleader practice. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, may- maybe put a coat of wax on mine while you're at it or something, some bullshit like that. <laughs> I keep thinking there's going to be a storm and they're all going to rush into a tower, but it's like, that's not what you do in a storm, though. Uh- <laughs> well, I guess if we get to this point here, and they're washing the car, so they're outside, they're near the tower. Then we can have Howler start talking about the legend. We can, he starts talking about, you know, uh, the legend of the different weird occurrences that happen near the clock tower because of the clock tower, uh, the the weird spiritual stuff that could be surrounding, the paranormal stuff that could be surrounding this bell. And, I mean, we could just have our main, our Zyosan character just being like, ah, you know, I don't believe in that type of stuff, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it'd be like, well, you could just kind of build from there. It doesn't have to be this like outright bully doing a dare. Um, well, Jim, you, you know what we're fucking up is whenever something feels like there's nothing happening in the story, it's because fucking nothing is happening in the story. Yes. There needs to be an attack. They are attacked by these demons. Like it's a story about them That's fighting true. demons. Yeah, you're right. They're alone at detention and these dark like shadow creatures are like maybe the car. It starts like... Uh, like things start getting thrown at them from nowhere they're like hey who's doing that and then like uh, invisible creatures are like attacking them pounding the car they hide in the car and like it's getting destroyed from the outside because there are creatures trying to attack them they like go crazy like drive drive and they drive it off and like almost yeah they have to run into the clock tower because the car is being destroyed like yes a dare is great but we need to like build the tension here and they my only thing is though why are they attacking them yeah, because, I mean, what are the goals of these demons to... I don't know. Right now, there's no one fighting them. Yes. So, like, they would be... I don't know. What are their goals? Maybe their goals are ambiguous. Maybe we don't know. <laughs> we'll figure it out later. <laughs> A lot of shows can say, hey, well, this happens. We'll figure it out later. Uh, well, Chime Sun is going to explain it when he comes out of the bell, but the point is that they're driven to the bell by these monsters. They're surrounded by yes. these shadow creatures. They're all trying to get to the bell, and then howler Sun is like... The, the prophecy the prophecy says you ring the bell and he rings the bell and then nothing happens and then they're gonna die and then chime son is like yo and he grabs like a mop and the kills th- the demons the thing is i like what you're doing but it's going against one of my one of my um main things with this show is i didn't want it to be this life or death especially i mean we could get there especially this early especially in the pilot that's the only thing that's kind of you know sticking in my craw right now is I, I don't want them to already yeah. be almost being killed in the first episode because I want things, I want right. low stakes. That's why I'm thinking dare. That's why I'm thinking baseball over the fence type shit. Um, yeah. and may, I don't know, maybe I'm just wrong. 
but it's like I feel like I'm just clinging to that because I feel like this show's telling me. I mean, not to say we don't get there. We do get there where it's life and death, but I don't know about if we get there that early. I, I guess, yeah, I'm coming at it from more of a direction of I want to raise the stakes, which is against that. But it's but like, I guess what we're fucking up though then is we we need to we need to get into more of the mythology of this bell then, and and again like <laughs> why? Uh, <laughs> yes, no, you're right. <laughs> like you know why has nothing happened before? Uh, is this a long forgot? Like is this a long forgotten thing that is only just like. You know what? Is it maybe releasing Shimecoon is what releases the the evil? Maybe there is an evil yeah. yet, and that's yeah, kind of why that they're the well. ones tasked to fix the the mess they accidentally made. That does make sense. It does. And Shimecoon is trapped in the bell because he fixed this situation a hundred years ago, but also doomed himself in the process because he is a martyr in this situation. So the bell maybe has. In like the bell, the shape of the bell, it has like creatures on the outside of it, like engraved or whatever, into yeah. the metal of the bell. And when the bell and one of those shapes is Chimekun, and when the bell rings, all of those spirits are released. Like most of them, they just sh- like swoosh away. You get that into great clouds. visual, yeah. You get yeah. that great visual of the sky and all the darkness going out into the world. Yes, and the bell after that is blank. And then as they defeat the creatures one by one, they all go back into the bell. Yeah. Uh, so the they sort of appear on it again. And probably the season finale, Chime Kun has to like go back again. We'll get around that somehow. Uh, obviously, we know. Yes. But like this all is right. it, right? That's what this we're doing. This is perfect. This is all right. This is starting to become a little bit more clear now. So, yeah. all right. So we don't have demons yet. So we don't even need to have a demon principle. But he is just kind of, I guess, Agreed. at this point, he's kind of an asshole. He's a yeah. dick. Um, yeah, and uh, you know what? And we can, we don't have to stick with just the characters. We can still have a principal's son, or um, okay. So let's go back to what we were talking about. Let's let's have yeah. this wacky chain of events, like you said, with Zayo-san trying to impress uh, Kimiko-san, and causes this yeah chain reaction, but it pulls in these other characters. So uh, Frog Chan. And Jesse uh, Supano, and of course Howler Senpai. It seems like they were also at fault as well, even though he causes yep. big chain reaction. And they all end up in the principal's office. They get detention, but the little cherry on top of the detention is they have to wash his car. So they're kind of out, yes. and they're nearby the clock tower. Everyone kind of has their own little take. People because we can throw in little red herrings where some people have. Well, you know, well I heard blah blah blah, and uh, like. You know, I heard it goes back to Mongolian times and something or other, uh, whatever the fuck. Yes. Uh, they all yes. have their little things. And, and when they explain those, they go into a different animation style for each one as we like swoosh over yes. to their vision of like, yes, it's I uh, hear it's an African uh, old uh, tribal yeah. and it goes like into like different spirits and things. And then one is like, actually, this is clearly a Chinese like blah, 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 bell. Like, and they're like, look, the only way to solve this is if we have a look at the bell. No one's yes. seen it up close. We need to solve who is right about what the bell actually is and why they won't ring it. And uh, one of them's like, "I don't know about this." And yeah, and that's when Zhao San is like, "Look, I'm not, I'm not afraid of a bell. Yes. Let's go have a look." Yep, exactly, exactly. And then they kind of yeah, they all go uh, have a look, and again, kind of like a comedy of errors happens, and they unleash this. Uh, yeah, they ring the bell like on a dare or whatever the fuck. And they unleash this evil, but also in, unleash this cool kick-ass dude, 
uh, named Aiko Chaimkun. And um, yeah, and then he can start filling in some exposition dump. And then we can even have where it's like a little piece of each story is kind of true. Like it's a little of yeah. all the above. Uh, and this, like, and he's even at first like, oh my God, what, what, what if you, why am I out? If I'm out, then that means, Last and it's name, like, are we going to yeah. do any, like, this whole, th- like, uh, how can you be so foolish, foolish children? Uh, even though he's still yeah. a teenager as well, but he's got this wisdom of living in a bell for a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's got to be like the cool guy too, though. Yeah. And like, that's how yeah. he like negs them. Uh, but it's, this is very much a like Pandora's box situation, which I really enjoy. Mm. Uh, so these spirits, maybe one of these spirits on the bell is, connected to one of the stories that they told at the start. So one of them is like an African tribal spirit that was caught. One of them is a, a Chinese whatever. As maybe that's what we do. So there are different different mythological creatures that feed on different things from different people. So each one is going to, they need to figure out what sort of person would this attach itself to? Why is the bus driver acting strange? Because it's a demon that controls time, is controlling him type thing. Yeah, absolutely. This is great. Now we're right on track. We just had to get that mythology yeah. done. We didn't. We 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 skimped on it. Uh, we now we flesh that out. We got the 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 show speaking to us. It's telling us where we need to go here. Yeah, I think we're getting there now. I think it is probably. Is it the end? Like animes are paced kind of differently to to a lot of other shows. Maybe the first episode does end with uh, chime uh, chime kun just coming out of yeah. the bell. Um, that's probably so. the end of the pilot. I think but so. just to figure out where it goes from there, episode two would be the first demon that they fight, um, I suppose, Bus right? Bus driver, yeah. I think we start, like, again, we, we, we're going to build. We're building here. It's only episode two. We just got our chime coon out of the bell. Things are low. <laughs> like, they start noticing that everyone's missing the bus. The bus is showing up empty. And... <laughs> <laughs> like why is and everyone has to like walk or they're late to school or whatever the fuck and again like uh it's kind of tying in with the whole say by the bell thing uh because you know you're late you're missing the bell uh <laughs> and everyone but now but the thing is are they ringing the bell they're, they're not ringing the bell though but they no, are I'm they have a different about, electronic bell this is just yeah, yeah. yeah the school bell uh yeah, so but everyone it, gets late slips and it's like but then do they i think uh, the reason uh they care is like zao son he has to take the bus and frog chan is like peasants why do you even <laughs> have to worry about that i don't know but they have to become like connected by the fact that they all saw a guy come out of a bell you know yes uh yeah we're kind of we're in stranger things territory now where it's like you know we have our 11 and I mean, who's he staying with? Zao-san here? Is he staying at his house? And then, like, they have to, like, because we could deal with this first demon, but we're also figuring out now he's going to be a student in the school and doing all this shit. I mean, we don't have to get into too much detail, but... Once they figure out what's happened, it's like, I think they're bound together by it, but it's also like, what are we going to do with this guy? Because what's his motivation? He needs, He wants to fight and destroy these demons or put them back from whence they came. Uh, so probably Zhao san doesn't like this guy, doesn't want to have anything to do with all of this nonsense. Yeah. But then Kimiko-san is like, well, I guess you can stay at my house if you need, really need to. And, <laughs> and Zhao san is like, no, 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 he can stay with me. It's cool. So to his parents, uh, he pretends it's a, he's an exchange student, yes. of course. And that's actually a perfect Save by the Bell thing where like Zach wouldn't want to do something. and But then if Kelly's going to help, like you know Slater needs help studying or something and he'll be like no and then Kelly's like well I'll help you study he's like oh no, no, actually you know what <laughs> I can do it uh yeah that's perfect and 
And and yeah, his motivation initially is uh, with Chimekun is that he is kind of monster hunter fucking tough guy. Um, mm-hmm. So when like the bus is not picking people up for school, um, he'll be like, oh, you know, this is the Bishop of uh, Belmont or whatever. And he like knows all about like this is a, his, this is definitely his M.O. like this type of shit. But then as like we're going through these adventures where he's kind of he's filling in the blanks and helping them fight demons, but he's getting to go to high school. He's getting to relive uh, his childhood that he missed out on from a life of, you know, fighting demons 100 years ago. Dude, dude. Okay, so we've already established that there's one demon for each of their stories at the start. So you know, because they tell a story uh, from where they think the bell is, and there's one of the demons is connected to each story. So they do banish them back into the bell. They join the bell one by one. But I think that season one ends with them actually merging with the demon of their description. Like, they're all connected to one of them, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. So in the end, it's like, we have to send Chime-kun back, and they try, and maybe it even works or whatever, but in the end, it's like the bell cracks, and they, like each of them has a connection so one of the characters can figure out each of the monsters but in the end what they also merge with the monsters which means season two starts out different because maybe they all have these powers now and they have to fight different demons and shit yes that's perfect well and then because the thing with like time out that doesn't come until later when it's his actual power <laughs> yes the demon that it's the bus driver the demon that controls time that yes. he connects with and then he can actually freeze time maybe he can like slow everything down to slow motion but it's actually in slow motion but it's that's totally useless as well because he's also in slow motion i don't know there's stuff <laughs> there's stuff we can do with these demons <laughs> yeah because i feel like this isn't the type of thing we really need to flesh out much past that we need nah, nah. we just have we the mythology you get the idea like we have the mythology, we have the characters, and yeah, ha- having a capper for the first season that sets up how things are different in the second season, and plus sending the, the Chime-kun character like, back to the bell, it's like a perfect season one, uh, or maybe even season two cliffhanger, and then it's the whole thing of like, you know, are we going to see this character again, and then of course there is going to be a way that we have to get the character back, um, and that opens up maybe a whole new um, you know, threat or villain or something or other. And because again, you know, where do these things come from? Who's their leader? Do they have to go into the bell world at some certain point or other to fight something there? The, the shadow realm, if you will. Well, uh, I mean, the, I, the, the yeah. options are endless here. It is endless. I think it's going to be, if we want to keep it simple, it's going to be like, there's another bell. <laughs> yes. That's the yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's season two, and they're like, but but I but then they the, the, this bell is even worse, and they have to join forces with the demons from the first bell to defeat the second bell. Now, I mean, usually we would do fantasy casting at this point, but it is animated. Like we don't have to yeah. fantasy cast the voice ca- actors. We just need a name, and I saved by the bell. The anime is not going to be it again. Copyright. Yeah. Um, but it's something with a bell, most likely. This is, I think, the last piece we need. Um, um, yeah, the last we need the title, um, but I'm trying to think like what are anime titles? It would be something like Bell Panic, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let me read through some of the titles on Crunchyroll since that is where we uh, began. So we have titles like Black Clover, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, 
The Rising of the Shield Hero, Mob Psycho 100, <laughs> The Quintessential Quintuplets, Date Alive, uh, My Roommate is a Cat, that one's fucking thrilling. Oh, weird. Yeah. I'm looking at some of them here, too. I guess I'm looking at, like, anime generator, anime title generators. Okay, so my... F- <laughs> so, Bell is Beru. Yeah. B-E-R-U. It could be Beru Beru Panic. Um, Chaimu is Chime. A lot of these are just... I mean, they're just Japanese versions of English words. That's yeah. why they sound so similar. Beru Usuku is Save the Bell. I mean, it'd have to be, yeah, I guess it'd be something along the lines of, like... You know, bell warriors or something like that, like um, yeah, or chime warriors. <laughs> it's exactly along those lines. Chime warriors. It'd be like chime warrior adventure mega or something like that. You know, <laughs> yeah, or mega chime warrior adventure. That's the sequel. Mega chime warriors. This would just be chime warriors. Um, ah, okay, great. Yeah, I like that. So I like chime warriors, but I feel like it should be more along the lines of chime attack go or ah, something like that. Yeah. You know. Chime Warriors makes too much sense. Or Chime Attack Adventure. That's pretty good. With two exclamation marks. The Japanese translation of Chime Attack Adventure is Chime Attack Adventure. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if this is the title, but I know we have to put in a pun relating to Frere Jaka, Frere Jaka, the nursery rhyme, Uh because that one is like brother jack are you sleeping are you sleeping ding ding dong ding ding ah. dong the bells ringing uh so maybe frere jacka is like uh, in, in swedish builder jakob which is my name uh the translation but uh yeah jackes could be one of the characters maybe the principal or something oh perfect yeah um but yeah i don't know on the title i don't think we're getting better i don't think we're getting better on the uh, title getting, i think we're getting worse is what i think yeah. I think Chime Attack Adventure is it. I think that's it. Let's go with that. Chime Attack Adventure. You know, they have weird name. Maybe Beru Beru, which is Bell Bell. So it's Beru Beru, Chime Attack Adventure. But everyone just calls it Chime Attack Adventure. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> as, as long as it's a very long time. I mean, in America, we're just called, yeah, we just call it Chime Attack Adventure. They can call it whatever they want over in Japan. All we got to do is find some cheap animators. I mean, they're out there. We'll find them. We'll target them. We'll, we'll get this one made, I feel. And I, I feel like, I don't know about you, but I have character designs for these people in my brain. Like, they're not really 100% there, but it's like, you know, the nerdy guy is going to be a certain way. And, and we're going to figure out the different demons that they're all going to connect with and get powers from. Like, his is obviously related to studying and overstudying <laughs> and knowing too much. Like, the librarian, maybe, like an information, stuff like that. The activist, of course, about is like the environment, something about like the environment getting fucked up and and just like taking revenge mother nature so she eventually merges with that like it's this stuff writes itself we don't even need to say it because you already hear it and feel it in your brain dear listener yes you you know that there's going to be hundreds of fun awesome exciting adventures with these characters uh we're just taking a little slice of life but just heighten it to that anime reality and it's kind of the perfect blend if i would describe it I just have to say it's Saved by the Bell meets Crunchyroll, and that's a fucking done deal. Take it to the bank. Hey, thanks to everyone who's left a review for Blank Meets Blank on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. And if you haven't, definitely not too late. Please note that we're going to release the next episode, episode 5, in two weeks. But then we're taking a break. 
because it's the mid-season and that's how we do in this biz. And we're gonna be making um, the last five episodes of season one of Blank Meets Blank. So yeah, any spreading of the word you do between mid-season and continuing of season would be much appreciated. You can also visit showswhatyouknow.com where we'll soon be releasing a totally different and totally new podcast while we work on Blank Meets Blank behind the scenes. So thanks again for listening. Please review, tell a friend, and see you soon.